Welcome to Railways Africa. I'm Philippa Dean, the publisher. Railways Africa has been providing rail-related news and business intelligence, specifically focused on the African continent since the early 50s. Our platform consists of Railways Africa Live, Coffee with the Editor, and our weekly and monthly publications. Online Premium Platform provides business opportunities and project information to our premium online subscribers. We offer a comprehensive range of communication services to bring you closer to your customer, as well as research-related projects. You can find us online, as well as on our social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. We look forward to bringing you closer to your customers in the rail sector, both private and public. Ralph, thank you for joining me for a coffee with the editor. It is wonderful to finally meet you in person. The first time we spoke, I think you had literally been in office for a week and three days. And here I am to discuss your 100 days in office. Hello, Philippa. It's great to meet you in person as well. This uh, virtual relationships don't really work well, <laughs> but it's been part of our, our past couple of months, I suppose. Well, I'm not sure where those 100 days things come from, but, but it's been a really interesting uh, period for me. I've uh, learnt a lot. I've been well supported by the team he had at uh, Transnet. And as I'm sure you're aware, there's been some wide sweeping changes within Transnet. And I don't think it's always visible from outside just how sweeping those changes are. So very much aligned with what's happening in Transnet. We've uh, been following the lead of the group. You know, we have a legacy and we need to, to deal with that. But we're also looking at how we can create a brighter future I must also congratulate you and the team on the recent signing with CFM. That's a great order for the first 100 days. No, thank you. And I, and, uh, I really can't take the credit for that. The team had already had that in play long before I got here. But it is a good news story, uh, especially coming out of this COVID period now. You know, and roughly about half of that 400 million will be going straight back into industry to our suppliers. So I hope that also gives them a good boost at this stage. And I hope it's the first of many contracts from Mozambique. You know, we're working on a, a, a strong relationship, a past uh, customer that's returning to us. So no, we're very hopeful about that. I have seen some of your social media posts. You have had a chance to get out and about. Obviously not everywhere. But uh, you have had a chance to look around and this has probably given you some time to think about the plan. Um, so what do your short and medium-term plans look like for Transnet Engineering? So I think, uh, to me, the biggest issue has been a question of focus, and that's what we've been working on. So firstly, to take ownership of our role as the engineering and maintenance service within Transnet. That's a key focus area for us. And traditionally, we focused a lot on, on rolling stock environment, but now we're also expanding to look at other areas of, of Transnet. Uh, specifically ports at the moment. We're in discussions with uh, port terminals to look at how we can maintain and support their fleet of equipment as well, and just expanding our, our responsibility within uh, Transnet. Secondly, I think you know, it's, a, it's a Transnet imperative to drive down the cost of business, and that's a big focus area for us as well, to, to drive down the cost of freight in South Africa. So we're looking at ways that we can do that. And then uh, to drive an, an ethical and values-driven organization, you know, that, that is self-sustaining, that can stand on its own feet, 
and uh, is run on business principles. So those are the key focus areas. And based on that, uh, we are embarking on a bit of a reorganization at the moment. I'll refer to the different bits and pieces as we go along. But basically, it's about getting focus. And, and that's been the, the, my key, I think, observation in the first four months. Aside from COVID and the impact of COVID, what have been the biggest challenges within the business? So I think uh, the perception of what Transnet Engineering is. You know, about two thirds of our business is really focused on maintaining TFRs rolling stock, the availability and reliability of, of the fleet. That's our key area. About one third of our business is focused on manufacturing. And within that, it's mostly focused on, on producing rolling stock for, for freight rail as well. So based on that, uh, going ahead, as I said, we've initiated a number of, of restructuring initiatives. The first being in maintenance to, to really focus the maintenance and support team just on maintenance and support. So we've moved out all the business aspects, if I can call it that, uh, out into manufacturing. Manufacturing's key focus is going to be to run as a business going ahead. Uh, so we're moving all the elements that they need to, to maintain a business into that area. And they'll be measured like any other business going ahead on profit and loss and expanding into other business areas as well. You have touched on the fact that uh, Transnet Engineering looks after Transnet Freight Rail from a maintenance point of view and obviously from a manufacturing side. You supply into TFR, rolling stock and consumables. Over the years, Transnet Engineering has supplied customers in Africa. What will TE's broader African strategy be going forward? Well, our, our strategy will align very much with group strategy in that regard. You know, there is the, the AU declaration that South Africa will be the center of rolling stock development. But I think a couple of factors is going to influence that going ahead. The realities of COVID. I think most of the countries are going to be spending their money on recovering their economies in the next one. So, so our focus is going to be very much demand-based. You know, I, I think we need a realistic view on what potential there is in Africa and what it can sustain and what can be viable for us to tackle. The last time we spoke, we touched on R&D. I assume this is still a focus element for your agenda. Look, I've, I've been absolutely amazed at the R&D capability here. Uh, what the guys have done, guys and girls, <laughs> a large portion of them are, are women as well, uh, has been absolutely amazing. And, and the innovation is, is stunning. So I think we'll be directing it in, in three specific areas going ahead. First of all, lowering the cost of business. And by that, I mean programs that are focused on reducing overall cost of ownership. Uh, we, we have a number of energy saving projects and energy utilization projects, which are, which are great. The, the second for me is to move Transnet to a smart system environment. And there we'll be looking at uh, IoT principles, but again, by reducing the cost of ownership at the end of the day. We, we would really like to model Transnet as a digital twin and be able to control the assets completely, know exactly what's where, and, and looked at optimizing the, the system. So moving away just from a product uh, focus to a systems focus. And then to look at what we're importing today, because I think that, and I'm going to use an example, the port haulers. We've built two port haulers so far, very successful. One's in testing down in Durban, and one's on its way to Geratech for dynamic testing. But that's something we can build locally and save a lot on foreign exchange uh, and provide jobs here in South Africa if we get that right. So that's the third aspect, is looking at what we can manufacture locally, which we're currently importing. 
Could this also feed into the manufacturing for OEMs under license? I mean, we have a long history of, of relationships with OEMs. We've been building uh, locos uh, for years. What people don't realize is that we're actually an OEM of wagons as well. You know, we've built thousands of wagons. So we have a long history in that. So yes, building at a license, uh, why not? And not only restricted to, to rolling stock, but also in the port equipment at the moment as well. Looking at straddle carriers and, and uh, ship-to-shore cranes, that type of thing. What other kind of manufacturing will Transnet Engineering be looking at outside of rail and port? So literally anything at this stage. And with focusing the manufacturing team as a business now, they'll have all the means to pursue uh, additional business. Something we've been looking at is, is renewable energy. Been uh, looking at the construction of wind turbine towers and things like that. So anything uh, at this stage, I mean, we are a heavy manufacturing capability in the country. As a heavy industrial manufacturing business with six facilities around the country, with each having their own center of excellence, for want of a better word, um, with your reorganization, what will you be changing or will you be changing any of these? We definitely going to look at it and look at what is the optimal solution because at the moment, for instance, we're manufacturing wagons in more than one site, which requires four sets of tooling, four sets of people, etc., etc. And we have to, to tailor this to, the, to our current demand. So once we've reorganized, one, one of the, the reorganization initiatives was to take facilities away from uh, businesses and run facilities as a separate entity as well. And then I can accurately measure exactly what's happening, uh, what the throughput of each facility is and how we can optimize that. But obviously we're very conscious of our socio-economic responsibilities as well as a government SOE. We'll take all those factors into account when we start looking at this. The main products of Transnet Engineering, definitely wagons, um, will Tal remain a focus and what about the rest? I, I, would, I would love for Tal to be a success. I've spent a lot of time looking at it. If for no reason other than it's a tribute to the, the ingenuity and innovation of South Africans and the engineering capability. What I am concerned about coming from a defence background is that it could be another Roy Falk. Best of class in the world, answers all the questions but can it be done commercially? And I think that's a challenge that we have to face going ahead and look at how we can optimize our supply chain, uh, our production and everything to make it feasible. You know, there's close to, I was looking the other day, I think 350 18 and a half ton axle class in, in freight rail alone, which have to be replaced at some stage. Or could be, they could have life extensions as well. But I mean, this is our ideal loco for the African continent. It, it ticks all the right boxes, but can it be done commercially viably? And I think that's the main challenge that we're facing today. But now branching into ports, we, we're assisting with the remanufacturing and, and overhaul of, of the straddle carriers and looking at how we can support them and all their fleet at this stage. It could be to the point where some of Port Terminal's staff actually gets transferred across to us to bring us the engineering competence that we need as well, but to consolidate that then within Transnet. I think uh, coaches are really on the low demand side in South Africa. You know, it's not an endless supply that's required here. Yeah. So we've traditionally have supported coaches to, to Praza. Uh, we're responsible for the blue train. And we'll look at that upgrade. We have quite a few R&D projects running in, in product development for the Balaleka coaches, which is looking at next generation, well not next generation, but, but modern materials composite materials and things like that to make them lighter. 
So we will always have that capability, but it has to be matched by demand. I think that's the key. So touch on the supply base here in South Africa. It's tough being both the customer and the manufacturer. I think to some degree that that is the position that Transnet Engineering is in. How going forward are you going to engage with the supply base? There has been talk that Transnet is doing their own thing and excluding suppliers. What is your view and how are you going to open the door? So it is a perception that I've come across uh, in these first four months. I can't really say whether it's founded or unfounded, personally. Our stated intent is to grow the rail sector, not just grow Transnet. It's, it's, a, it's an official policy statement and we live by that. You know, so we have reached out to the different associations. We welcome engagements with the suppliers. But again, I think we have to have a realistic view of what South Africa can support in terms of a rail industry. If you look at it, there's basically a few customers that demand uh, rolling stock in South Africa. And we have to balance that then with the viability and sustainability of a large industry at the end of the day. Skills development, artisan training, these are vital components for our future workforce. What is happening with the School of Engineering? At group level, Transnet group level, uh, we're looking at relaunching or, or launching the Transnet Academy. So that's going to take overarching responsibility for training within the group across all the different schools in the group. They will also manage the relationships with the different tertiary institutes, universities that we, that we have chairs at and things like that. But for our own uh, School of Engineering, what I've done is actually elevated it to report directly to me now. So it's no longer a capability under, under HR or something like that. And we're actually going to drive it as a business. So we're going to make it open to, to the external environment as well. We have 3,000 odd seats, students that we can put through a year. We're averaging about 600 odd at this stage. The idea is to, to market those vacant seats to other SOEs within Transnet, outside of Transnet, and to the private sector. And we're going to run it as a business. You know, there's no reason why it can't be a business just like any other element in, in, the, in the organization. Ralph, thank you very much for taking the time to have a coffee with the editor with me. Uh, do you have a closing message before we end things off? Oh, look, I think, uh, as I said in the beginning, I don't think people understand how far-reaching the changes are in Transnet at the moment. It's easy to stand on the outside and be critical of everything. But I want to assure you that we're taking this really seriously. We're applying our minds to it, and we, and we really are focusing on creating a brighter future for, for both Transnet, the people in Transnet, and the rail industry as a whole.